This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. I am not Joe Humphrey. I'm Gabriel Brangers. I'm joined today by Robbie Payne. Does this count as me being introduced first? It does. I think it does by default. I thought about this last night. I'm like, if I don't do the host thing at the beginning, I get to get intro first. Because now Gabe's in Joe's seat. Literally, Gabe's in Joe's seat. I am. Uh, so I got introduced first. Yeah. And I'm touching all your stuff, Joe. So TK, there you go. You wanted to know when today is the day. We didn't even know it was going to be the day until we started, but today is the day that Robbie got introduced first. Boom. And yeah. And for those that are wondering, no, Joe's, we didn't fire Joe. Joe is on vacation with his family out of town. Yep. Uh, Somewhere. I won't say where, because we don't want y'all people, stalkers and stuff like that. No, it's it's family vacation. It's private and candid. Yeah, so he's but, he's out of town till next week, and uh, he was going to join us, but they're on a family vacation and they've got stuff going on. And we're like, man, just enjoy your trip. Yeah, so just go go do that. They're doing their thing. No telling what he's doing. He's played. I mean, some. I was in vacation uh, on vacation. I joined the podcast. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. That's true. I was. I know. was quarantined. Like, you know and Gabe I joined, joined the, the podcast. podcast, so I, you know, it's whatever. No, it's whatever. It's fine. It's so, yeah, it's too. It's it's totally fine. So, anyways, this uh, there's no telling what will happen because as anyone who listens to this podcast knows that Joe kind of he does his best to keep the reins on. He 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 tries to corral us as much as he can. It's not an easy task. Uh, without him here, there's no telling what could happen. No, we, we were discussing uh, PUBG and uh, uh, control layouts on PUBG Mobile right before this started. So there's no telling what we're going to talk that about that, and whether we should go ahead and place our Jimmy John's order now because if this goes completely off the rails and it's like we might noon. not if we don't eat till one o'clock, things that could be bad because there's there's golf to be played today. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna set the simulator up. I joined a. a, a, a what are they called? You t- uh, community uh, yeah. crap. Is it a group? They have, no, it- they have like a fancy name for it. Uh, of course they do. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I, I joined one of these things. And so uh, you have 
till from Wednesday to Sunday to play your two rounds. I need to I need to get so one of my like, rounds. Is it on Facebook? Uh, so they're the society. That's what society <laughs> makes me think that Seinfeld. doesn't that doesn't sound <laughs> creepy at all. Do you guys meet in like a basement and wear yes. robes and stuff? Yes, okay. you have to be pledged, and there's hazing, and it's <laughs> unfortunate. No, it's none of that. Um, that's just what uh, uh, the golf club 2019 calls them. So you can join them. You can find them if you know what, what you're looking for. Uh, on the game. So you can go in the game, find a society. There's oh, okay, all you. sorts of them. And so people have different things. They have handicap limits or, you know, you got to live in Alabama or I don't know. Uh, they have all sorts of different groups. Anyone can make a society. You can invite people. So I just stumbled across this one on Facebook uh, and it's a mid handicap. How do you set your handicap? Is it based off your real life handicap? No. Or is so, the, so the game, you can clear it in the game if you want to. I just realized this when I went to join the society last night. Because uh, I was like, I'm going to do this because the guys on Facebook are like, yeah, you got to go in the game and join the thing. Um, and I looked and my, it's assigned me a handicap. So any round that I've completed and finished, it takes the handicap if, if it's a handicappable course. So like people can build courses and until it's been played, I think 150 or 300 times, it's not handicapped. Okay. So that way, if somebody makes something goofy, you know, enough people, people stop playing and it'll get downrated and no one will play it, but they have a little signal on each course that's handicap rated. And once it is, if you play it, it just auto calculates your handicap from it. Okay. So right now, granted, I mean, I finished some rounds and sometimes I play nine and stop or we get to hole 12 and I'm at home and it's, I'm tired or whatever and just turn it off, you know, and I, like I hadn't thought about it. So right now it's got me at like a 12. Yeah. Uh, which Plus is, you've been, which is actually you've been, right. You've been modifying your swing too. Yeah. So, that, so yeah. like the early days of it, I was, I was not playing that well. Uh, so I, I think a 12, that's what I went out and shot last weekend. Yeah. Uh, one of the local courses I shot an 84. So. Was 12. that here or Lincoln Trail? Lincoln Trail. Lincoln Trail, yeah. Um, so that feels, that feels fair. Uh, I think it's 12 or 13 is what it got me at. So I'm like, cool. Because um, they, they don't want a bunch of people in there that are single digit or oh, scratch yeah. golfers. But they're trying to kind of not have people that don't know how to play golf either. It's, so it's only like 20 guys or something in there. So so, uh, I want to play so my you're first playing one. like a weekly league then. Is that what that Basically, is? Basically, yeah. Okay. So they post the leaderboards and stuff on. Because the ui on the game is clunky as i'll get out like communicating with people is no good so they use facebook to do all the communication stuff the society itself is just on the on the game so i can click in there and i don't know i haven't done it yet so, so. that's a that's a great segue um i wonder how they handled the outage the other day i don't know <laughs> i didn't even i didn't even go to check um because i'm not super active in it just yet so i guess they were just like well We'll figure it out later because yeah. uh, the game isn't contingent on Facebook. Like it doesn't right, care about right. that. It's but just the community. Aspect it seems like it. most of the, the societies all use Facebook to communicate because yeah. it's just the This is hilarious because I, I'll, I'll vouch for Robbie here. This will likely be the most time he ever spends on Facebook, I would say. Yep. Yeah, so. that would be about it. I use Messenger. There's a few people I talk to on Messenger, yeah. but that's well, not, my wife that's uses not Messenger, but she doesn't have Facebook. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> so. No, no, no Facebook necessary. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook, but yeah, it went down. Uh, so we'll go and get talking about some stuff uh, that's not golf or PUBG related. Yeah. So uh, what day was that? Gosh, that's this one, week's been let me super go strange. back and see. I went. Well, out you town. left um, Tuesday, so Tuesday. I had to have been Monday. Because you wrote it while you were still here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah October 4th. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, not going to do any tinfoil hat here. It, uh, the, according to the official, I did, I emailed Facebook and asked for a statement. Uh, 
didn't get an email back until the next day because I didn't realize until I saw the postmaster email their their DNSs were completely shot. Which like all mean, of yeah, it. which means no email because that's all connected to the same thing. So I got postmaster error, and then I finally got an email back. Uh, they had a link to some generic press release or whatever. Apparently, they made some upgrades or updates on their end that borked their CN, their CDNs and how they do their content delivery and some sort of DNS conflict. So as far as the internet was concerned, they just didn't exist. So just so. in case anyone's listening and um, DNS just, it just means domain name system. So all, all it is is it's the system uh, that helps the internet understand the difference in IPs and, and web addresses. And when you type in a web address, it converts it to the IP and then goes and looks for the thing at that IP that you're right. looking for. Um, and so without that routing protocol in place uh, for your particular website, it's kind of gone. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean it's gone. It's not like Facebook got erased. There's or, just no tunnel to connect right. it to the web. Right. Yeah. yeah so. the, the directions just got lost, uh, apparently, somehow. Like, I don't know. Someone's probably going to get fired. Yeah. A lot of people are probably going to get fired. Yeah. I would not, think. not really sure. It's just, it's just mind blowing that there, there aren't contingencies in place for this because whatever it was, was a major update to everything because, uh, Facebook, obviously, because it wasn't just Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook owns Instagram. They own WhatsApp. Uh, they own Oculus. Oculus's website was down. Uh, everything was down. WhatsApp was down. Instagram was down. It was all gone. Uh, and Facebook has a lot of their own servers. I was doing some research on this. Some some of their stuff still lives on Amazon, uh, AWS. Most of it lives on their own servers. They actually own their own registrar. So they're, all their domains really? and everything actually belong to them. They, they, what, and whatever they did just completely broke their, their content delivery. So even the stuff that was living on other servers wasn't working because that tunnel that connects it all to the World Wide Web was gone. So what's the crazier part too? Uh, I remember sitting down to well, what were we doing? Oh, WhatsApp stopped loading. So mm -hmm. I was like, eh, that's weird. My, I was getting ready to restart my Chromebook, and I said something to Gabe, and his wasn't working. I was like, oh, yeah, because we had both just enabled the WhatsApp beta. Oh yeah, yeah. And I so. thought maybe that's the problem because it, it allows four devices. We need to write that. Uh, I was going to okay. write it that day, actually, I think. And it, <laughs> yes, you were. Things but fell apart. It wasn't working. So. Um, but it allows you to basically you can you can connect your Chromebook, for instance, use WhatsApp web and not have to rely on your phone to be connected anymore. Like if you turn your phone off, this is still going to work. Yeah, because if you don't know, if you use WhatsApp, but you don't use multi-device or anything like that, if your phone is not connected to data, airplane mode or whatever, your other devices don't work. Right. So, so it's all ch it used to channel everything through your phone. And so this kind of detaches that. So this frees them to do stuff like um, finally maybe launch WhatsApp as an app uh, for iPad. Right. Which has never been a thing, which is crazy to me. Um, you always had to use some sort of web tunnel you thing. You can use WhatsApp web on an iPad. Yeah, but it was really weird, like pinning it. and all, It was just, yeah. it was a workaround. It was, it was clumsy. And so now that you can do that on an iPad, which... Uh, that's that's kind of a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal, honestly, for Chromebooks too, because now I don't. I'm not tethered to my phone. Like right. if I left my phone at home, I don't lose that whole branch of communication. Anyway, uh, so we were messing around with that, and that started going down. And then uh, I don't remember what. Oh, I was trying to share an article out at the same time, and I went to share it, and Facebook wouldn't load. And I'm like, man, my Chromebook's being dumb, or our internet's being dumb. You know, like that's how like stalwart 
you know, Facebook is yeah. as a URL. It's like Google. Like if it goes down, you're like something, it, it must be me. It's not you. It's yeah. Me. Because I, uh, when it happened, uh, it was either in gadget, it might've been wired. They shared it. They tweeted an old article and I looked, I think it was 2019 that this happened. And that was actually the worst outage they had. Some of the outages lasted almost 24 hours. Yeah. And there was all these rumors swirling that it was an attack and hackers and, and Wired had reshared their article saying, no, it's not a, and I don't, I don't remember what the cause was back then, but I remember Monday thinking, man, this has to be the worst outage ever for Facebook. It's really not. It's just, we're so attached to these social media platforms that, 30 minutes without Facebook or Instagram feels like, oh man, something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. And, and they're, they're big URLs that have contingencies and money to make sure things are in place like this. So things like this don't happen. And yep. so like, I remember thinking, well, I guess I'll write this up real fast and share it. And so I started writing and I remember thinking like, Hmm, I wonder if it's going to, it'll be fixed by the time. Yeah. I Cause that's publish, usually what happens. You know, like YouTube goes down and like, by the time we get it, published it's fixed and yeah but, and so i was just kind of like eh, this is probably gonna be a waste of my time and then like hours and hours and hours later i'm like holy cow we're yeah. still down yep. like that's insane so you know i yeah, mean because it was i remember texting my wife that evening and we had been texting which we never do we always use whatsapp and then she accidentally responded in whatsapp and then a few minutes later she texted me she said sorry i responded in whatsapp and then that message didn't come through until it was like seven or eight PM. So I mean, they were down for it was a solid seven eight. or eight hours. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, it was so. it was all day. And the crazy part was, so many people didn't realize it, and it helped me realize how few people realize all the properties that Facebook runs. Because yep. like, even like Oculus's website was down, right? You know? So and and people didn't they they didn't know that Messenger and Pay and WhatsApp were tied into this like or or people and it didn't give you an error either it just didn't deliver yeah um and so if you weren't paying attention you just like i guess they're just not responding to me like no 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 one's responded to anybody because the whole thing so you look in the little message the little clock symbol was still there because it ain't going nowhere and 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 it it's we joke about it because it's like oh it's social media whatever because personally it was kind of nice to not have facebook and not think about facebook but from a business perspective, and this was part of uh, Facebook's Facebook's apology and uh, public statement, was that we understand the amount of businesses, the number of businesses that rely on Facebook for customer interaction. You have Facebook shops. There are people that have online shops that live solely on Facebook. I, I cannot imagine. They said uh, uh, Zuckerberg lost $6 billion because of the oh stock gosh. drop. Oh, okay. uh, of everything that because the stock was already dropping the day before because of the whistleblowers uh, congress and all that stuff which we can talk about that later but uh they said it dropped he lost like six billion dollars in in stock value during that outage but imagine the number of businesses that lost revenue because of lost sales imagine the people who are out of touch with customers imagine and you can joke about it where you can say it's not a real job if you want, but there are people who make tens of thousands of dollars every month as Instagram influencers who were not able to produce content in it for an eight par- eight hour yeah. period. That's a big deal. Yep. So I mean, it affects so many, so things. many people and it, it does. It makes you just kind of sit back and realize like, man, like all this stuff is really intertwined. Um, and we, we do, we lean on it, uh, in, in, in more ways than probably we want to, 
think about or on a should. daily basis. Yeah, yeah. probably. Because, I mean, even like with Facebook, if you have a, a business page on Facebook, they're now pushing WhatsApp integration. You can use Facebook Messenger for your, your business pages, and you can even integrate those into your website. But now they're saying for, you know, for better customer interaction, integrate WhatsApp. So right. they can just message you directly through that. I would never do that. But, yeah, so it's it's there's so much involved and there's still not been a real clear, clear answer as to what happened. I did get on Twitter and make a joke because this happened on Monday. The congressional hearing was at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. There was a whistleblower. She worked for Facebook for 15 years, and she's saying that Facebook is choosing profit over safety, especially when it comes to the younger people that are on their platforms. Um it's just a mess. It's a mess. Um, and apparently Zuckerberg's response to this, I saw a headline today, I think New York Times, said Mark Zuckerberg's response to the whistleblower makes no sense. <laughs> I haven't even seen what it is yet. Well, I haven't gone and read it. Yeah, his response is that what she is stating makes no sense. But that's not true. And just as a as a as a human being who is and, and Robbie mentioned this the other day, he said, you know, if I hadn't done what I did, I would be interested in like, you know, psychology and things of that nature. Zuckerberg flat just said it doesn't make any the whole basis was uh, Google or Google Facebook's uh, algorithm and all the stuff that they do. They curate this content for people. And they promote things that that incite anger and things just negative things like anorexia and things of that, that they're they're programming are programming programmatically targeting people and putting this content. And he's saying that that doesn't make sense, because why would anyone want to be served stuff that makes them angry? But let's be honest, human beings at our core thrive on chaos. You don't get on faith. People post stuff like this all the time, you know, oh, everyone scrolls past all the nice fluffy stuff because it doesn't incite a response. The yep. negative stuff does. So yep. his response doesn't make sense because that, sorry, that's a bunch of BS to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make us money. Yes, that stuff does make oh, you yeah. money. Yeah, because that's the stuff that gets shared. That's the stuff that, that prompts comments. That's the stuff that your algorithm rewards. Yeah, I mean, and, the other, the, but the crazier thing, and this was kind of tinfoil to me, but uh, it's all over the news now. A lot of people are saying that she is just a plant from the Democratic Party. Oh, that they have, they have, had, they have like uh, groomed her to do this because now it's going to give them more control over big tech. And I was like, yeah. every yeah. it always comes back to politics, which oh, always yeah. comes back to money. And it's just like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I, it is what it is. Social media, like everything else, can be used for good or it can be used. And if you listen to her testimony and you looked at it from a an objective view, she genuinely, whether she's a plant or not, she genuinely sounds like she wants Facebook and other social medias to be a positive influence right. on the world. But it's just like anything else. It can be used either way. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. I it, it, Here we go. It's a, a derailment a little bit. But, you know, we were traveling uh, a few days ago and on the way back, my, my son needed to use the restroom and we had to stop at a place that was. Um, not, not where I would stop, um, but he really got to go. So 
Like, it's, we got to do what we got to do. So I remember going in this restroom in this gas station and just thinking, like, how does, like, this this place was built this way. Like, no one built something and made it grimy from day one. Like, it happened over time. Like, why, <laughs> why does that happen? You know, and you just, I don't know, you think about it. Like, degradation happens, obviously. I mean, things just over time wear out and that's that's completely fine but then you know there's neglect that you know you didn't fix that that hinge over there doesn't work or the soap dispensers cracked or you know that's that's neglect but the like graffiti on the wall and where people have written on stuff and clearly broken things on purpose yeah and you start looking at it and i just remember sitting there like having this moment of thinking like why like as human beings why do why do we do this don't wouldn't we all just rather all the bathrooms stay clean like as a person who wants to be in clean bathrooms, I'm going to go into a bathroom. I'm not going to go in there and purposely break things or make a mess so that we can all have, like, what incentive is there for any business to try and keep, like, they're just looking at it going, yeah, eventually it's going to get ruined anyway, so why bother? And I feel like the same kind of mentality can happen with, like, social media. Um, you know, it's just like this. It's overwhelming sometimes because you look at humanity and you're like, you know, okay, yeah, it could be a, a great thing and it could be a great force for good. But humans are involved, so it's going to get crappy and degraded and nasty. And so why bother, you know? And, and I hate that. Like, I really do hate that because I don't understand the, the psyche of that part of humanity. I right. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I understand neglect is going to happen and things will break down. Like, I'm not saying that everything's going to stay pristine and clean all the time. But the reason we don't have clean places is because people for some reason think that it's like fun or I, I don't know, like to tear things down, to destroy things. And I'm like, if we all collectively said, uh, can we all agree that going into a clean bathroom is better than going into a filthy, nasty one? Can we Absolutely. all nod our head in agreement that that's fine? Okay. Then why can't we all just work towards making sure that that's always the case? Why are yeah. you, why are there people defecating on the side of a toilet? Why are people peeing all over the floor? Like, yeah. why are you doing this stuff? When we've all agreed that a clean bathroom is better, and and I don't understand the psyche of that, I, I just don't. I don't get that. But it's the same stuff that you see pervade in all sorts of uh, culture. Like for some reason, as much as we might want to have nice things, people just want to tear stuff down. And I right, don't, I, don't I remember like it. we went, yeah, when we went to San Francisco, every retail store you go to in San Francisco has locked bathrooms because they have a very large homeless population and. That's a whole different subject, but... Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. People get upset about that. It's like, I got to go get the passcode for this. And that. well, if we were all just decent human beings, it wouldn't be an issue. We don't worry about it. Yeah. So like, I mean, I think about. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. There's a gas station on the main drag uh, uh, in front of our hospital that has been there. For how, that's been there. My uncle worked there when I was in high school. Yeah. Back oh when it gosh. was Sa. 
you know, Super uh, America. So, as long as I can remember. Yeah, so man, it's, it's been there for at least 30 years, probably Maybe 35, longer. longer. Yeah. Uh, so it's an old building. Understand that. But, and it's a high traffic. It's 24 yeah. hours. Their bathroom, like I won't even go in it. Uh, it's so like, I, I remember actually a few years ago actually messaging the, the corporate on Twitter because of how foul it was. And it's one of those things where you shouldn't look at one individual party and say, well, that's on Speedway. They make enough money. They should keep a clean bathroom. They should fix the toilet. They should do. Yes, they should. But people also shouldn't go in there and, you know, drop one in the sink. Right. Or unroll a whole roll of toilet paper in there and so that their, the their, their baby roots float out into the floor. Right. Let's be humans. I right. Mean, it's, I, it's weird. And I it's know that's insane. a derailment, but I, I think that, that whatever it is that's in humans that causes that is the same stuff that, that you see on social media. Social media brings that stuff out in people. It's like, I don't, I don't know what it is about public restrooms that seem to bring this thing out in people, but maybe it's, um, you know, the feeling of, I, I don't have a lot of power maybe in my job or, you know, with circumstances in my life at any given time, like there, there are things that make us feel powerless and maybe like we get some power back by being able to just like, I can destroy this and no one can tell me not to, or I yeah. can do this and nobody can stop me. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I mean, bizarre. I get that. I remember we were kids growing up, a friend of mine, uh, they, they had a farm that backed up against ours. And I mean, you're talking hundreds, if not thousands of acres way out in the middle of nowhere. There was this old, old farmhouse that was literally like his great grandparents. But I mean, it was an old dilapidated wood farmhouse. It was literally barely anything left, but the frame, but there were still some things inside. It was, it was like creepy. So we liked going in there cause there was literally like still some clothes hanging in the closet or whatever. But I mean, your kids, it's a 150 year old house. It's on their property. Yes, human nature. I want to pick up a rock and bust the window out. Right. But I'm not going to go do that to somebody's house. I'm right. not going to go do that to, you know, the bathroom or it, it, it blows my mind. Like I understand the, the need for humans who are in desperate, desperate situations to steal something. I get that. You know, I think about, uh, like, uh, Batman when he, oh, yeah. you know, he gets yeah. stealing, got, gets caught stealing, you know, people stealing out of desperation, out of absolute need to feed their family and stuff like that. But people that I remember somebody keyed my car at the mall when I was a teenager and why, right? Total stranger watched her do it. And then she lied straight to my face. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, why, why do you feel the need to destroy a piece of property that does not belong to you? Right. Uh, it, it, yeah, that makes no sense to me. And it's in that, that whole thing I think is what pervades in, <clears throat> in social media, unfortunately. And so like, even though, yes, it's a, it's a thing that could be used for great good and can, like, I'm not saying that it, every, every bit of social media is disgusting and, no. and worthless, but there's a bunch of it that is just toxic and nasty. And I wish, I wish there was a way to make it not so, but as I get older, I realize like if humans are involved, that that's always in play. Yep. It will always be in play. And, and honestly, on a deep level, that just makes me sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, I think that's enough talking about Facebook probably to, yeah. So anyways, Facebook, so, so Facebook, yeah, Facebook's back up. <laughs> so, and you know, whatever it is, what it is. Let's, let's all focus on the good parts. I, I, I will and, say, aside from the people that, that lost revenue or their businesses were hurt or whatever, I would, 
bet that most of us had a little extra peace of mind that day, not scrolling through Facebook. Who did buy, like what's funny is it didn't, I, I didn't even think about nope, it. Apart I, from WhatsApp, I didn't I, even I consider put it. my phone away. I, I have Facebook notifications. I have them off on my phone. Yeah. I have messenger for a couple of groups that I, that I'm in and it didn't, the, the only reason we really noticed here was because we weren't able to post our, our articles on our Chroma box Facebook page. Yeah. That was That's literally right. the only difference for it. So, um, we want to talk about pixel six, uh, do for we sure. though? Oh, I do. Okay. Oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> but, um, we're what half an hour in at this point. So it's probably yeah. almost time to take a break. So let's wait just because the segue kind of happened naturally with the whole Facebook thing. Let's, let's talk about a couple of these smaller, uh, items here and then we'll kind of leave the pixel six. I know normally we talk about the big thing right, right up front. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of do this a little bit backwards today. Uh, Luke, uh, short posted, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. You know uh, what, before you get into that, this should be our normal roadmap though. We need people. We want people want you to, to stick around. We want you to stick around. So maybe we leave the we leave the meat for the end of it. That's what we do. <laughs> this this is all appetizer. Joe, we're here. changing things. We're fixing. Something. You just had your salad. Yeah. So now right. we're we're fixing to bring out the appetizers here. Um, right. uh, Luke, earlier Luke this Short. week, uh, the anti cheat stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it was. My weeks are so messed up because we went out of town middle of the week this week, and then I went I went to Indianapolis. The same last, day yeah. last week. And so it's really, really thrown me for a loop. Robbie's had four weekends in two weeks. Yeah. And it's what uh, happened. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. And uh, it's fall break this week, too. So kids aren't in school. So it's just been, I, it's been weird. Like I've had to wake up and think, like, what is today? Like, what, <laughs> what is the day of the week? Um, so, uh, yeah, Luke posted about uh, anti cheat uh, uh, with Borealis, Steam Deck, like all this stuff is, is mixed together. And, I went back and you know read it, obviously proofing it and, and getting it ready to publish, and it's super exciting because ultimately, uh, for me, it's this uh, hopefully going to eventually become the end of this long journey. Uh, I remember a few years ago before we even got into PUBG. Uh, prior to that, uh, kids uh, having friends that were playing Fortnite, and so Fortnite was even though PUBG was the first uh, battle royale game, Fortnite was the biggest, right. you know, as far as like just pop culture. I mean, it just, it, it grabbed everybody early on, especially like the dancing parts of it. And it was, that was prior to TikTok. Uh, my God had, had TikTok been a thing oh, and Fortnite at the same time. Like not that they're not at the same time now, but like when it but was it's crazy to think Fortnite, yeah, Fort, Fortnite was so pre any of the oh. short form stuff. Yeah. Oh, and people man. were doing all these dances and, and trying to do the Fortnite dances. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! Had had that happened with TikTok blowing up, if those had, had arrived at the same time, it would have been that's all people would have been doing. But, um, but ever since then, you know, we've kind of been on this weird journey every once in a while. Of like, oh, here's a way that you might be able to play Fortnite on a Chromebook, uh, because ultimately, I wanted to get into Fortnite. It was just I, I wasn't going to go buy a gaming PC to do so, and I was just kind of out of console stuff. So when it came to Switch, and we had a Switch at the house, I was like, oh, maybe I'll play some more and. I did, and I played on mobile some before all that stuff blew up. And it just feels like there's been one thing uh, after another. I have a gaming PC now for my uh, golf setup. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. And I'll play Fortnite with the kids every once in a while, but I don't play enough to be any good at it. Um, I, I still fumble around with some of the controls, and I'm like, what gun is this? And who, what what's this? Because they change stuff constantly. But the, the best way to play it on a Chromebook at this point is uh, GeForce Now, which is 
it's pretty good, uh, but it can it can be choppy sometimes, or it can flake out with the connection. Just, yeah, I've never like there have been times where GeForce now was like, oh, this is it, this, and then you go back and it's like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, we're still not quite there. And and honestly, I you know, uh, streaming gaming, I think is eventually uh, going to be a future of gaming. I don't I don't know that it's going to be like one hundred percent the way that everyone plays games. Uh, but it's getting better. Uh, Stadia continues to grow, all that kind of stuff. I kind of thought Fortnite, like that like Google would do whatever they could to get Fortnite on Stadia. Yeah, and I'll be I, honest. And had I they want, done that, it would have been a big deal. And I wonder, it, it breaks my heart because like my kids are playing Stadia now almost more than ever. They have some new kid-friendly games. They, have the, they just added this month the Spirit, which if you all know, if you know, it's the horse. Uh, it's oh, yeah. a little, yeah. di- is it Disney? It was Disney. Yeah, it's a little Disney TV show. Kids love it, and it's got a very uh, 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 Zelda feel to it because you're riding a horse around everywhere, but it's an open world you know, and right. you have all these different tasks you have to, it feels very Zelda. So I'm sitting here finding myself getting into it with the kids. Right. I'm like, all she needs is a bow and arrow. And we're like, shoot some bandits and we're good. <laughs> Give me some but, magic you powers, know, cake, some cake bash. And there's all these great, there's, they continue to deliver exactly what they said they're going to deliver. But it feels like, I don't want to say it feels too little too late. It just feels... They missed the sweet spot. The hype is gone, and they need something like a Fortnite to kind of catapult past that next plateau. You know, here the the way I think about it is, uh, our little downtown is for the last few years has been undergoing renovation, some revitalization. There's some there's some people that uh, interested parties that have a lot of money that are reinvesting money. They have a lot of money. Uh, It's not us. It is not. Um, no, we're, we just are down here we, watching we things happen. Rent. That's what we yeah. do. <laughs> um, and so it's happening slowly but surely. There's more shops down here. There's restaurants. There's a new restaurant getting ready to open. There's yeah, a new taco that? shop. It was supposed to be Q4. Okay, at some point. Um, there's a, the new taco stand we've talked about quite yeah, a bit. Ate there uh, twice this week. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but early on, before basically anything else had opened up, the coffee shop that we've talked about is right around the corner from us. It, we honestly almost never go there anymore. Yeah. Uh, we have a great espresso machine up here, so it's no offense to them. Uh, but I just, I, it's yeah, much cheaper. We, we have we just as good, coffee. great coffee for way less money. There's just no That's sense in right it. there. I see it. I see it over there. Yeah, because right we, we don't really, we don't really drink. I'll make like a an iced caramel, whatever, every once in a while. But we drink americanos. We don't make yeah. a lot of fruit fruit coffee or anything like that. So. It doesn't make any sense because uh, as good as that coffee shop is, if you go down there and get a large ice latte, whatever, it's like seven bucks. Yeah. And so I can make that here for about a buck and a quarter. If yeah. That. So, yeah. you know, but they were here before anything else was. Yes. Like most of the shops weren't here yet. The restaurants weren't here. There's a great piece of place now that's yeah. down here. That's it's that, that whole place is like a vibe like they the, the people that nah, did that. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> that, the coffee shop's called Vibe D. Uh, but it, it they just knocked it out of the park i love going over there and i like their food their food's good the, the, the pizza place, yeah, yeah. I, I, their food's good yeah, but it's the, more the, about the, the environment is just it's awesome. so good got like a great patio as long it's just as you're not to wasps uh, or yellow jackets or yellow jackets yeah that's where i got stung by my yellow jackets um but yeah the it's it's so cool of a place like i guarantee you you know when people come in from out of town and like we have an awesome sports park and so people travel here in the summer a lot. I guarantee you like they get blown up from that kind of stuff because 
I don't know, when you're traveling, you're looking for a kind of a cool mm-hmm. spot to land to eat dinner. And man, it's it's got all everything you want. Like, it's just fantastic. I love that place. But before all of those things, Vibe Coffee was down here. Yep. And I remember wondering if it was going to make it. Like, I Yeah, because go- before the coffee shop was there, it's it's a they have a very interesting story because prior to the coffee shop, they had a it was kind of like a an organic whole foods, but you had to be a member. So it was yeah. all local grown stuff. And I remember when our old office was across the street, when we all did co-working and stuff for the marketing company, uh, I got a membership there just so I could get hardened coffee. Cause right. they used to have roasted coffee from hardened. They still do, I guess maybe. Uh, I think they still might sell. They use center glass, right? Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They white label. So coffee now. that's all they did. It was all holistic stuff, uh, local grown food, you know, it's all stuff like that. Well, their daughter is the one that actually had the bug to start a coffee shop, right? She was in high school at the time and they started the coffee shop in the space next door to it. Well, it ended up blowing up and then the, the, the food side of it then opened to the public and it was doing well too, but then the pandemic hit and the coffee shop ended up taking over the, the the store actually, they closed, they shuttered that and they expanded the coffee shop and now they have two locations, one in a County adjacent to this, which I went into last weekend because we were over there at a festival and their space over there is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. So, so they did all that down here before anything had anything. really kind of kicked into gear. And so, you know, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember now because we got so far off, uh, what were, in, oh, oh for, uh, Fortnite. So yes. Fortnite and Stadia. It was the same type of thing. Like I remember thinking, because coffee shops had tried in, in our town, we're a small town that tends to, uh, cater towards chain restaurants, unfortunately, like most yeah. small towns do. Um, we're not tiny, but I mean, it, our county probably has 150, 175,000 people in it. We're, we're the main destination for the county. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying it, to think of something car- comparable like uh, Carbondale, Illinois, where SIU is, it's similar to that, the city, not the county. It's just, I mean, it's, it's still very small town, despite the massive growth that we've seen over yeah. the last couple of decades. And it's, so, yeah, it's taken, like, we're starting to finally adopt, like, uh, smaller restaurants and stuff. But, you know, in a place like this, we didn't have any Starbucks at the time. No. And they, Vibe opens up. And there had been other coffee shops that every time they would open, I'd get excited. I'd go over there and have a cup of coffee. And I would not be excited anymore because I'm like, you don't get it. You don't know how to make coffee. Like, yeah. you can, that's the, it was the equivalent most times we usually said of, I own a car, so I'm going to open up a mechanic shop. And that's exactly what it was. People, a lot of people had the mindset of, well, there's not a locally owned coffee shop here, so if we open one, it'll do well by default. No, that's not the case. Right. People, uh, it, like you could serve mediocre coffee and be okay, but like it, they, were, they were never run well. Like it was just always a flop. And so when Vibe opened, I was like, eh, yeah, I'm just, I was preparing for the flop. And they didn't, you know, no. they, they went and did their homework. Like they went to seminars and conferences and they partnered with a, coffee shop out of Louisville eventually. And they really went the extra mile to make sure that they were doing it right. Like they actually cared about mm-hmm. like third wave coffee type stuff. And they, they did it right. They stood behind it and people responded. And all of a sudden downtown didn't have much of a draw at all. And people were showing up downtown. People were filling up our parking spaces. I'm just like, what's yeah. going on? They were coming down here to get vibe coffee. Like, because they realized that, well, now we have like three or four Starbucks, you know, scattered around town. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they opened up before that happened. I, I, they might have had trouble 
uh, had they yeah, not. Yeah, just because the, the general mindset of the average consumer is that, oh, Starbucks is good coffee. And it's not that Starbucks is it's bad. Fine. When we travel, if we're going through an airport or somewhere and we haven't landed where we're going to be, because when we go to New York, wherever, we go to coffee shops. Oh, yeah. But when we're in transit, we'll stop at Starbucks because, you know, at least with Starbucks, there's a it's like going to McDonald's. You get a yeah. burger at McDonald's here or in New York. It's going to be the same. Basically. Same yeah, basically. Same. Um, so, yeah. It, it, and so like a, a downtown that wasn't like now, if a coffee shop showed up now, it's almost like, oh, yeah, it could feed off of some of the traffic from some of the other things and stuff. No, Vibe was it. There was yep. it, it. And honestly, usually a coffee shop has to feed off foot traffic from other things it became the thing that drove the traffic. And so to bring all that full circle, like Stadia needed uh, early on, I think Stadia really needed a Fortnite. They yep. needed something that would show up and, and be the thing that could drive all of the traffic. Yeah. Cause to, they tried, they tried to do that with PUBG, but PUBG just was already, it was already falling off. Yeah, It wasn't and, in the place it needed to be. Yeah. So. And it was losing, like they were shuttering users in general oh, anyway. And so it was like, Adding that wasn't the thing. Like we were super excited when PUBG showed up, and the problem was people want to play PUBG because it's it's very tactical on desktop. Like it's super like you know think about where you're going to hide and how you're all this stuff. Like it's it's just a very tactical kind of game. Well, then they got rid of the mouse and keyboard support for it, and yeah. just like and nobody was playing it. And that's is the problem. And so it wasn't the thing that they needed. They needed something like Fortnite to show up, and it just didn't. And uh, it doesn't mean the Stadia is not great. It doesn't mean the GeForce Now isn't great. There's great streaming gaming options out there that, that work really well. But I think, you know, the as far as for Chromebooks um, and, and Linux gaming and stuff like that, and I really do think Borealis, uh, when it comes out, which we looked, and I've kind of forgotten about this post that Gabe had put out in yeah. December, they were they are or were planning uh, for a soft launch in Q4 this year. Like, right. October actually is what that commit said. Which we just time. started Q4, but it does feel like I feel like the pandemic hasn't paused everything, but it's kind of changed the roadmap of a lot of sure, stuff because I'm sure a, Borealis has been in the works for a long time. Uh, 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 I can never say his name. Con Con Liu. I think Con Liu. He he mentioned it at the Google thing years ago. Yeah. Like uh, they were going to do it. Like they're, they're going to do it. Right. But Google has shifted their focus so much to honing the Chrome OS ecosystem and, uh, you know, remote working and video conferencing and oh, all yeah. that stuff. They got a lot of stuff going on. And if they're going to launch Borealis steam on Chrome OS, it's going to, and it be successful, it's going to have to be done correctly. And from what Luke and I have seen with all the tinkering that we've done, it's still not quite there yet. Yeah. And uh, I, but I think, uh, you know, and maybe, as, as Steam announced the Steam Deck, which, as a reminder, is basically the Nintendo Switch that is a gaming PC in your hand uh, that is coming out in December. Um, and a full-blown computer. It's a Linux desktop computer crammed basically into a, a, a thicker Nintendo Switch. Right. But I think with them announcing that and really putting their foot to the pedal on Proton, which is this like Proton's been around for a few years. I remember we've tried it without success multiple times, but Proton is this this compatibility layer that that Steam has made um, that basically says, hey, if you got a Windows game, run it through Proton, it'll run on a Linux device. Right. But you know, it's been varying support over time, and a lot of developers weren't really behind it. Well, that's really changed. Like Steam 
and Valve have gotten behind this this Steam Deck that I think they feel very confident in, and they've really done some stuff to make Proton like legit. And so it's they're they're one to have like it's a ridiculous uh, percentage, like in the nineties. Oh, high nineties because they were already at eighty something. Yeah, they're and, um, they're like wanting all Windows growing, games yeah. to work. I think I think at thing. some point it's put, their target is like ninety eight percent, and then the other two percent either get there or they just fall off. Yeah. Well, part of that whole thing is anti cheat, and so if you've ever loaded up Fortnite or PUBG or games like them. They, there's a few anti-cheats that are out there that uh, are necessary to work, and Proton has never been able to, to deliver those things. So even if you got something installed and it worked with Proton, you were still screwed because the anti-cheat wouldn't work, so the game's never going to load. Right. Well, you know, Luke pointed out they've they've got some uh, a lot of these anti-cheat. I'm going to pull it up and tell them because I don't know the names of them off the top of my head. Uh, they, they've got a lot of these anti-cheat uh makers i guess so easy anti-cheat uh let's see battle eye battle eye was the big one uh so they vocal these these people have vocalized support uh easy anti-cheat confirmed full support exegen code three is in the works yeah and then exegen code those are the those are the main three ones and so so now you've got those on board you've got steam and valve saying like we're 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 going to have this thing ready. Well, guess what? All of this stuff that's going to work for Steam Deck will work for Chrome OS. And, right. and the reason I'm I'm more hopeful about it, I think, than I've ever been is I've got a, a Chromebook I keep in, in Canary, and every once in a while I go update it and just mess around for a minute. I opened, because uh, in Canary right now, like Lacrosse, which is the upcoming replacement for Chrome OS Chrome, it's just going to be the standalone Chrome browser yeah. on Chromebooks. Uh, don't worry it's good yeah it's great i opened it the other day and i was using it and i'm like uh apart from the fact that i can change profiles up there in the top like you can on windows or a, mac which is a Linux, plus. yeah it's, yeah it's an addition i can't visually or functionally tell the difference in this and the chrome os that exists or the chrome browser that exists on my chromebook and has right. for years and that's a testament to what is possible with these custom containers. Is it easy? No. They've been working on lacrosse for a while. Go to the repositories and search lacrosse, and you will find Thousands. unbelievable numbers of commits for lacrosse. I mean, it's massive, massive effort to make this work. However, <laughs> the crazy part is end users won't even know it. But the Chrome browser you'll open on your Chromebook in the next few versions of Chrome OS, probably the beginning of 2022, when you go and open a Chrome browser, whether you're opening a PWA, whether you're using a web app or whatever, right? it'll be running in a, a virtual machine. It's in a container. It's it's not running, uh, you know, technically in Chrome OS. It's running in a it's very, crazy. very specialized, very particular container, but... It's, it's powerful to see, like, when they put their minds to it and they really lean into these containers, it's it's impossible to tell what's, like, local, quote-unquote, you know, locally installed in Chrome OS and what's in a container. Like, it's so, so good. And they've been throwing just as much resources at Borealis for over a year now. And so I'm like, it's probably going to be the same thing. Like, once they do finally get around to launching it, it's not like, oh, well, it's running in a container. Because some of the stuff you try in in uh, Crostini, which is the Linux container, yeah. some of it just doesn't work. Or it kind of works, and there's some weird stuff with it. Or yeah. there's, 
it's obviously like, oh, this is for development. Borealis won't be that. Like Borealis, and it probably won't be called that at all. It'll just be you'll no, be able to install have Steam. A Steam icon yeah. on your on your computer. Hey, I want to yeah. install Steam. You click it, and it does all that stuff in the background and all this work that's been done. It's going to make it smooth and, and buttery, just like Lacrosse is already. And Lacrosse is going to get better before it even launches. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I have high hopes for this. And now that anti cheat seems to be like in the plans and in the works, and you've got you know Valve really pushing to make Proton smooth and working really well because i mean they're going to sell a handheld device to run games you can't have it come and you know work kind of sort of okay like it's got to be good Mm -hmm. and so they're clearly pouring tons of resources into proton like all of this is coming together so that whenever borealis does finally arrive i i expect for devices that have decent gpus inside so basically your tiger Tiger lake Lake. i5s and up alder lake looks to even up that game quite a bit that these devices are going to be able to play some pretty decent games. Like I think you'll be able to put Fortnite on medium to medium high settings and have an enjoyable game. Yeah. And so finally, like bringing all of this, where I started back around, like Fortnite on a Chromebook won't just be a I'm playing it online somewhere else, or I'm I have somehow managed to install the Android app and it kind of works if I use the touchscreen. Like no Fortnite, like desktop Fortnite on a Chromebook, just like you would on any other gaming PC. It, it, it'll be wild. Like yeah. it, that, that reality will be wild. And I know eventually it'll happen. We'll have it for a while. And then we'll just be like, Oh, remember when you couldn't like install steam games on your Chromebook? Yeah. That was weird. Um, you know, that that'll just be a new reality that we'll kind of live in. And so, uh, I'm super excited for, for that future. Cause I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those things. that's just going to help Chromebooks up adoption. Like, and and then people will be able to make Chrome boxes. Like companies will be able to say, "Hey, here's a gaming Chrome box. Like if you want to buy this thing, it's got 16 gigs of RAM, da da da, and this whatever. I, depending on, I'm sure certain GPUs are going to work better for Borealis yeah. than others. Yeah. It's got a dedicated GPU inside, and like, boom, go get this thing. And and is it going to be that as as nice as a you know three foot tall tower that has ten thousand dollars worth of stuff in it? No. But are you going to be able to play games on it pretty well? Right. Yeah, because let's be honest. The fat middle majority of gamers aren't building ten thousand no. dollars. They're going to Best Buy, and they're the guy that's selling. They're saying, "Hey, what's a good middle of the road device right. that will run this game?" And most of these are going to do that. decent settings. You yeah. know, like I don't, Absolutely. I don't want it to look like a, a a mess on screen, but it doesn't have to have every single visual flair possible. Like, right, and that's the way. Like when I play Fortnite on the game, the little gaming laptop I've got to run my golf simulator. It's not amazing. It's fine. Um, you know, and I can't crank everything to the max, but it's probably like a 75% clip and it's perfectly smooth. It's fine. And so I'm like, that thing isn't that much more powerful than some of the high end Chromebooks that are out right. here. Like it just isn't. And so, I mean, I, I really do think like we're going to have a, a, a great selection of, of fun, playable games, uh, in the future with Chromebooks. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. Yes. Um, so, Let's now take that break we talked about. We got Pixel yeah. 6 stuff to talk about after this. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep it brief-ish. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's take a, a break for an ad, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee 
So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we're going to talk Pixel 6. If you thought you were going to get out of it, you were wrong. We told you. Every week. Until we only got one more week until. Yeah, so we'll have one more pre-launch. Uh, what is today? Today is the 8th. So it'll be next Tuesday. So the 15th. So the up, upcoming Tuesday and then a week from. So it'll be a week from yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll talk about it next week, but we'll talk about it the week after that, too. I don't know. I, don't, I mean... Who knows? Something will happen between now and then. But like, what else? Yeah. What else can be leaked? I think if something shows up with the Pixel Fold, no, maybe no leaks. We'll just talk about it's it. It's going to keep talking just about it. Talk about it. But this week, uh, there were leaks by notorious leaker EV leaks. Uh, notorious, yeah. So infamous, he, yeah. He always he always has some stuff, um, some stuff to share, and he did tons of press renders. It looks like probably like internal marketing materials or maybe training materials. Lots of lifestyle photos. Uh, I, I think it's the first photo of the actual Pixel stand, like legit photo. Yeah, I believe so. Um, no specs or anything on it, technically. I mean, there's rumors about it and whatever. But Did Google say anything about the new base or charging stand? Did they say that? They have not said okay. anything. So everything that's out about it is uh, technically a rumor. But the believable rumors, I think, are 23-watt charging yeah. um, and then 33 for the charger. Again, all that stuff's based on based on rumor. But what's interesting is those leaks came out. I mean, he put it was a Twitter feed. I think it was sixteen images. I mean, it was a lot of images of the yeah. phones. And uh, it feels like the collective internet just kind of shrugged, like ah, which is yeah, funny. Okay, and and for a different reason, I think this year than last few years. It's not so much that oh, it's already leaked so much. Um, I think Droid Life, maybe I can't remember which website basically said like any other year. This this leak would have like broken the internet. Like people yeah. would have just been freaked out about it. It would have been everywhere. And instead it was just kind of this, uh, yeah, all right. It's cool. And I think majority of that is because Google did what they did as far as announcing this phone. Like they decided, you know what? Let's just embrace this whole thing and kind of roll this thing out in stages. We've been working on this phone for a long time. I mean, heck, they wanted to launch Tensor with Pixel 5. So yeah. this has been on the plate for them for a while. And I don't know if they'll do this moving forward. I don't know if Pixel Pers- Seven yeah, will be this personally. Way. I like, and, and most of them, most OEMs don't do this. I like an announcement and then a launch later. I yeah, just, I, it, not just because it quells some of the leaks, but it, I, I, I feel like it builds more hype. There's more anticipation. I, I mean, maybe it's just because it gives us more to talk about. But I just feel like it builds so much more. You're like, okay, we know it's an official. And now we get to wait for, you know, don't make that gap too far, but yeah. we, now we get to wait for the actual launch. Yeah. And, uh, and I think part of that was probably because they knew like just a- anything in the tech world now, it's almost impossible for it not to leak. Like, right. It's, there's so many supply chain things and so many people's hands get on stuff. Like it feels almost impossible to, to stop it. I mean, if Apple can't stop their stuff from leaking, no I'm like, I don't can. think anyone's going to. Nope. So it almost feels like they just kind of leaned into it. We're like, yeah, okay. This is what it's going to be. Let's go ahead. We know we're not going to launch the thing to October. Let's go ahead in August and just make it official, and and we'll we'll leave the details out. I mean, and it was even smarter them to to invite a handful of press people and let them handle the phone. You can't take any photos. You can't barely even say much about what you handled. But at least it created this again, this kind of groundswell of like, oh, this thing is legit, and oh, you know, these guys looked at photos and videos from this thing, and were like, oh, wow, like 
holy crap, this looks good. And that's what Tensor needs to deliver. I mean, as a custom SOC, like it doesn't just need to be fast. It's like the promise of Pixel 6 being great relies heavily on that. Like, yeah, they got the outer pieces together and they needed to get the outer pieces together. Like, don't ship it with a crummy screen. Don't ship it with crummy build materials. And honestly, Google's made decent, like, feeling phones. Yeah, their the outer hardware has never been, like, chintzy. They, no. they had an issue with, like, Pixel 2 screens. Well, the backs bubbling on some of them. Uh, we yeah. had one that did yeah. it. We yeah, our, do wireless charging. Fours. But, I mean, the hardware itself is solid. And it's always felt good. Like, it's never been, oh, this thing feels cheap or crappy. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they put their stuff together well. And, and Google seems to do that with most of their hardware, period. Uh, but there's always just been like something about them that's not quite great. Uh, like Pixel One had huge bezels on the top and bottom. It just did. It felt like a leftover screen from another device, which pretty sure it was uh, an HTC device that had a big button on the bottom and, yeah. and and physical buttons and stuff. Like that makes sense. It that phone just didn't make sense. Um, and then Pixel Two had the screen issues. Uh, but overall, I think Pixel Two was. You know, if you got over the screen, which it wasn't that bad, no. honestly, at the end, it just had a lot of blue shift. On yeah, it. that was the blue shift one. Which... But other than that, that phone, I, I liked the Pixel 2 a lot. Um, <clears throat> the But the Pixel 3 had the bathtub notch with two cameras in it. Like, okay, you have this huge notch. iPhone has a huge notch because it does facial recognition. Right. It's like, and it makes you feel like maybe they were trying to get Pixel 4's facial recognition into it and couldn't quite get there. And so it's just this huge notch with two cameras in it. Which it what, so Did weird. you see that? Uh does the five do facial? Uh, some one of the reports said in the settings um, menu that hmm, I can't remember if it was a hands-on leak or if it was one of the photos that that uh, I just I saw an article last night that said something about it's going to have face unlock. Yeah, and, and like, if and I, if it does, it'll do it with RGB, kind of the way OnePlus right, does. which is like, what OnePlus does, and I don't use it. I used it on my what was the first OnePlus that had it? Was it the six? They've done it for they've, no, done, they've it. done it for a while. Okay. Uh, the, Jeez, the yeah. 5T, I think. I that. used it on the 6, and it was okay. It worked great. Yeah, I had no problem fast. with that. And I, I'm not one who's worried about the security of it. Nobody, No one touches my phone except my kids. And, right. And I don't care. Uh, my wife never touches my phone. If she wants to, she, no, she can have my passcode or she knows my passcode. But I just don't use that feature. Yeah. So, I, and it, I didn't like that. It, like, I like looking at my, like right now I can tap my phone and look at my notifications on my lock screen. You just kind of see what's going on with face unlock. As soon as I turned it up to do that, boom, it was unlocked and I missed that. And like, right. I just want to be able to glance at those notifications. So I, I, and I think now, uh, at least pixel four did this, there was the ability to make it to where it unlocks the phone, but it doesn't, uh, what's get past your lock screen, whatever that is. So it makes it to where if you just swipe up on your kind of the way iPhone does, like, I don't think the iPhone has the ability to look at it and just completely get to your home screen. Right. It's always look at it and then you have to swipe. So you have to swipe it once. You can do that setting, I think, on Pixel 4. So if they're going to do face unlock and they do it that way, I'm I'm cool with that. Like, it, it won't work for banking apps and all that kind of stuff, which right. it doesn't need to. Um, whatever. So that there's an option. It's going to have it there. But then Pixel 4, if we're talking about face unlock, it, was, it worked well, uh, but nobody adopted it. Like, it's still only on a handful of applications that you can actually use face ID to get into right. you know, highly sensitive material. And so it's still just kind of this like, uh, why is this here? And so now I've got a big forehead on my phone for no real reason, like for a feature that's just not great. And 
So anyway, it's just and then Pixel Five came out and it's got a you know mid mid range processor in it and it only comes in the small size and it's one thing after another. Our pixels are always a compromise. It was always like, eh, here's this. However, you know, keep in mind you can't blah blah blah, and it just doesn't feel like that's going to be the thing this year. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, there's all this hype now around it, uh, you know, and Tensor is hopefully going to deliver great photos Man, and great videos. So. And I don't know. It's just, it's super excited to, uh, to see this. And it's super weird that, you know, even with all these phones that all leaked like crazy before, like Google just kind of going, uh, let's upend that. Let's, let's change that narrative. Let's take control of the narrative by putting it out here first. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll control when it gets talked about, and we'll control what happens with it. And yeah, because so. it feels like in the past they've tried to play the marketing game and try to jab at the leakers and stuff. They just didn't do a very good job because they were still getting their feet wet in this whole thing. This year, and they they don't have it all figured out. I mean, they're not you know you have companies like Samsung who they just they're a marketing powerhouse, but Google's figuring out even with the little things like their little tweet that they had. Every other Google Twitter account did this cute little interaction on oh yeah they know what they're doing to create the hype for this phone the only question remains is will it live up to the hype and if it does they've knocked it out of the park i mean it's grand slam 100 yeah, yeah. So. i mean and to me like the only thing that it hinges on is uh whether or not tensor is going to be performance enough for the for the general tasks right so um, and it seems like it's going to be, but until, you know, it's out and we actually start using it, it's, it's hard to know, yep. but I feel like all the googly tasks, it's probably going to be way better than any phone that's ever been out because they knew going in like, Hey, we've, we've put this chip together to have these cores to do these things. And so they're going to build software experiences that can take full advantage of that hardware right. instead of trying to do the best they can with whatever Qualcomm sent them. Um, and so it's it's just super exciting to think, you know, like this. I, I, I don't know. I don't see really any issues with this phone. I think the only hang up most people have is it does have a very unique design flair to it with the big kind of bar across the back of it. Um, I I have learned to like love the way it looks. My initial awesome. response was just like, what? And then within an hour, I'm like. I'm really starting to, it's taken me back to my Nexus 6P. Yeah, it and just I'm doesn't like, look like everything. I love this. And that's it. It does it. We were watching, uh, and if you've all not seen it, they, they made a Turner and Hooch TV show on Disney. My, my daughter has fallen in love with it. So we watch it every week. And we <laughs> just sitting there looking at the different phone. You know, one of the characters has an iPhone, but one of them does have a Pixel. And I, I, the, my kid's like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, you know, that's what I do for a living, whatever. But you look at them. Phones just look the same, man. Yeah. They do. It's a, especially Pixel phones. Yeah, most of them. The only way you can tell what phone it is is by looking at the camera array on the back. And I'm just like, this is different. Everyone's oh, going to yeah. know you're carrying a Pixel. Yep. No question. Right? Uh, no question at all. And you know, and and like you're saying, phones looking the same. Like, yes, all phones kind of look the same, generally speaking. But then Pixel took that even a step further. Like the Pixel Four, Four A, Five. 4A, 5G, and 5A all look really. We've got most of them sitting around the office, and honestly, sometimes <laughs> we're like, "Which now? Which one is this?" I don't. It's hard to like if you sit there and look at it long enough, you can finally figure it out. But I'm like, they shouldn't all look that similar. Like, right. It's fine for phones to have a design flair to them, and like Pixel was kind of like the brushed aluminum or brushed glass versus glossy glass. You know, the two tone back and all, like that was a Pixel thing. 
And then they went away from that. And I think that was a design mistake. Uh, I think they should have just kept that. And so Pixel 6 kind of brings some of that back. So you all the phones have different colors on the top versus the bottom of the glass. And then you've got this kind of really striking, huge bar thing going across the back. Where Google will 100% make people not think about any of that is if the camera on this thing is lights out, which we know Google has the ability to deliver that. They've done so with real, real basic hardware for quite a few years. They've regurgitated the same sensor for, what, three years now? Yeah. I I mean, mean, you can technically almost trace it back to the Pixel 1. It's not that different than, like, every year. Like, it changes a little bit, but it's not. They have not upgraded the hardware in a long time, and now... We have massively upgraded hardware, different sensors, clearly chosen to, again to work with Tensor. I'm I'm excited about the video possibilities, the photos, um, and and hopefully, like it doesn't. Again, I, I'm using a phone with the Snapdragon 865, so I'm not even using an 888. Right. From benchmarks, we can tell it's a little faster than the 865, which is fine. Right. And that's yeah. pre-built hardware. From the cores on display here, like. It could outpace the 888. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's my, in my opinion, I don't, I don't necessarily need to see, oh my gosh, the photography is astronomical. Google's photography is already it's incredible. Already great. It, depending on which reviewer you listen to, they, a lot of people still say that the photos on that are better than iPhone. Any, yeah. Video, uh, iPhone wins the video. Right. hands down. And I'm not saying that Google needs to come out and destroy iPhone, but if the pixel six has iPhone comparable video, that will be a huge win for the yeah. Android ecosystem in general. Well, because think about it, like now you've got your own, if you can get on par at least with where Apple is. Like, yes. You're at one generation, you're probably not going to leapfrog them. But if you can get back on par with them, you beat them in the photo game already. And now with all it's that better the AI and the, yeah. the, the new lenses and stuff, my guess would be like their lead or, you know, the perceived lead that they have in photography is just going to extend. And then you get, you're not taking a compromise with video now. Right. I I don't know. I just, there's something different about this phone this year. There's some, there's a, a different height. And then you've a got, feel yeah, and about then it. you've got pricing. I mean, no, it's not the latest Snapdragon processor, but it's what Robbie was saying. Everything that they're doing with the Tensor, their own chip that they've designed to work with all of their stuff. And you've got a smartphone that's coming in at $8,000, which yes, that's pricey, but it's nowhere near the most expensive smartphone that you can. This was a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of normal for a high end flagship. Yeah. And I don't, I don't pick this up and think Ugh, it's horrible. But I also don't pick it up and think this is the best smartphone on the market. And that's a he's holding the OnePlus Nine, 9 Pro, five G, and I, I've never once regretted buying it. And I didn't bat an eye at spending a thousand dollars on it. Which probably speaks to my psyche, but that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways. So. Yeah, I I just I, I'm excited. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited. Um, I'm and excited. The uh, the the other thing we have to mention that we talked about this week that seemed to pique a lot of interest on the on the site was their launch page. So when they announced that they're launching on October 19th, which every rumor pointed to this, they put together this amazing landing page. Um, and I can't remember what the URL is. Well, obviously we'll have it's it. It's a Pixel event with dot with google.com i've noticed they've started using the with google for almost everything now so it's just pixel event with dot with google.com and go there uh if you're listening to this go there again we'll have it linked pause this go 
unbelievable uh, web development stuff going on here, like the mix of looping video and and uh, GIFs and SVGs and moving pieces. It 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 is a formidable website, and it's so simple. Um, the idea behind it, like what they're actually doing, is so simplistic. Mm. The execution is so difficult um you know going and inspecting code and looking at it and be like holy crap like i don't even fully understand how they did this but you know the the idea is simple they've got some some launch details around it but you know there's a one of the moods you know android 12 has this whole thing it's going to completely you know adapt to you and all that stuff and so you you hold the button down which by the way any other time any other website you're on if you long press a button on a phone it's going to perform like a right click like it just yes. do that and they've captured this somehow and made it not do that. Uh, but you hold it, you see the bar filling up, and as it does so, the music in the background drone, and then it's and, and it sits there and goes through all these animations of, of Android widgets until you decide to let it go. When you do, <clears throat> all this stuff zooms back in, and it's a new mood with a new color scheme and a new background, new widgets, and all that kind of stuff. And you can just keep doing this. And if you hold it down three quarters of the way, all that stuff starts to happen, but it won't change until you hold it down all the way and let it go through the next. It, it's fantastic. And it's just as good on desktop as it is on mobile. Right. It is just a plus. I, I, I can't get over how good that launch page is. Uh, and, and to me, like stuff like this speaks to uh, Google's overall confidence, I think, in this product. This isn't a landing page with a couple photos that's well laid out. Like Google's good at making you know, basic landing pages for their stuff. Like yeah. they've got a good design language. They stick to it. They make stuff that looks good in that language. This is a whole different thing. Like this is a whole next step. They clearly had a few people working on this or maybe just one person working quite a bit on this to build this conceptual, awesome landing page for this event. Because I just think they know, like they got it. Like they, they put it together right this time. Like this, this thing's worth uh, celebrating a little bit and getting excited about 100%. it. hundred so, percent. Yep. Uh, we're obviously super, super excited <laughs> about this phone. Um, I'm more excited. About I, this so phone. what do we know? Do we don't know the actual release date, do we? Um, I've got some thoughts, but I don't think we're like, yeah. So we just um, know the launch is the night. They didn't so. tell us when, the no, we don't know. There's is. just, yeah, there's, we have an, there's we have pre, an embargo. Yeah, there's pre-order stuff that's been leaked on certain telecom sites overseas and stuff, but we don't know when the actual release date is. My hope is just that I can just walk into the store and turn in my yeah. line. And, and we don't, yeah, we don't even know for sure that all carriers are supported. I would be shocked baffled. if it does. Yeah, if not, but, but uh, we'll know October 19th along with everybody else. And that's the other thing. They've done this. Uh, kind of casually like Very last year so. last year they did the whole um uh, launch night launch in. night in they sent press boxes and honestly it was a bunch of junk pop yeah but stuff, they but you know they co- yeah they coordinated like social media hashtags and stuff with your launch night and stuff this is not this uh, the entire event stemmed from one tweet from the google's official twitter account yep and that tweet launched the landing page there were no press releases there were no emails there were because i mean usually you know i'm signed up for every alert that google has press or otherwise they didn't even post anything on the keyword there was nothing it was just like hey here's the thing because when when i saw the verges article i was like the news went out and we didn't get an email and i was mad and i was steaming fuming about it and i looked at their article and realized it was literally all because google had tweeted Hey, yep. P- Pixel Six, Pixel, Pixel. 
Oh, that's a we Pixel might launch. we might talk about that. What's that? Pixel fall launch event, not Pixel Six launch event. Yeah. So there's a chance. Not uh, hold my breath, but yeah, and I'm 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 prepping an article. So I'm not going to share too much here. Oh yeah, uh, so that's why I didn't say anything because I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, it, it, I probably won't do it until next week. But like the the silence on the Pixel Watch leaks are a bit deafening at this point. Like yeah. we've heard quite a bit of stuff. People still corroborating that there will likely be a pixel fold but maybe later in the year maybe early Hoping 2022 for a tease but uh, but there's been zero leaks about any kind of pixel books there was this one quote unquote leak that was absolutely not legit um and so i mean there's just been nothing since the watch initially leaked and so i don't know if it got canned i don't know if that was an early prototype that I mean, they've been, we've been talking about Pixel Watch forever, it seems Two like. Years. So, yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't know. Uh, but the fact that there's been no other leaks uh, from a company that tends to leak stuff uh, yeah. seems weird. It's but not. it's a Pixel launch event. So I it'd be cool to be surprised and get to a point where maybe because they've, they've stirred up the pot uh, around the phones, right. they've detracted some of the, the attention elsewhere. But leakers are going to leak. You know, like they don't care about what the news cycles are. And so if there was anything about the watch or anything more about the fold, uh, it, I, I feel like now between now and next Tuesday will be the time. And we got 10, what, 10 days, 11 days, 11 days. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, this is primo leak time. So who knows? Maybe we, we hear some more about pixel watch, but I, again, I feel like the absolute silence, um, is pretty telling that yeah. there's likely not going to happen. Um, but, you know, who knows? We shall see. We shall see. But well, I think that's it for this one, guys. Yeah. Uh, we we've we've beat the horse <laughs> as much as we can. No, we got we'll, we'll beat it more. Yeah, we'll beat it more next week. But uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff this week. We got a lot more, a lot more stuff to come. We have uh, we've got a lot of news coming in over the next couple of weeks uh, that we will talk about as it arrives. Yeah, and a lot of great stuff coming before the end of the weekend. So, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the, yeah, I, I got to do the Joe. Uh, we have one more grand prize. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. One more. Giveaway. Yeah. So That's the giveaway. It. So it's no secret. The grand prize is the Lenovo Duet uh, with K580 keyboard. Yeah, K580 keyboard, the 355 mouse, Penovals, uh, USI stylus, and who knows, maybe some other random stuff we throw in the box. I don't know. So we've got some silicone straws here that you're going to love. No. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, just check it out. Uh, go to the website. Look for 200K. We are doing the giveaway. It's on the website, YouTube channel, everywhere. Yep. Uh, you get still a chance to win. Let your friends know. The quicker we get people subscribing, I think we're only, what, like 1,300 12, away? 1,200 away. Yeah. So this could happen within the next week. You yeah, could, I'd say about a week is about yeah, all you got. You so. can get your hands on a new Chromebook. So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.